Left, a podcast, a label, a launchpad for left of center artists. I'm your host, Rain Phoenix. Today's very special guest is Ron Gallo, although in Spanish it would be Ron Gallo. We are Launch Left at Launch Left on all socials, so don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow us there. Welcome, Ron, to the show. Cool. Hi, Ron. Is it Ron Gallo? It is. Because you know it's Ron Gallo in Espanol, and in Espanol it means rooster, which is just such a cool... Yeah, and it's it's the Italian uh, version, and it means the same thing. So, Gallo. Yeah, rooster, also in Italian. Um, well, you are the rooster, or more like the goat, of, uh, of your particular genre of music, which bounces all around, but is so um, always authentic and you can tell that about it. And that's what I really, really love about your music. Your new record, Piecemeal, is fantastic. It's out in the world. For those of you listening and watching, go listen to it now. Uh, Ron, tell me a little bit about your journey the last couple of years. Well, I guess this latest chapter started summer 2019. Um, I was completely burnt on what was basically a four-year tour, multiple records back-to-back. And I got to a point where I just was so tired of myself and doing the whole thing and everything that I was doing and kind of putting it on every night. Um, It no longer really felt genuine. So it just slowly crumbled. And then, uh, yeah, summer 2019, we played our last tour date. I was like, I need a break. Just want to like live and kind of figure out what I'm about from scratch again. And my plan was to... When that, that tour ended in Italy, and my plan was to stay in Italy for the whole summer with Chiara, who's downstairs. Uh, she's from Italy, and we met there a couple of years ago. And um, yeah, and then that, that plan quickly got derailed because of visas. So I got sent back home, and I basically locked myself in my house in Nashville. And that's when I wrote this record. And then I went back to Italy, worked a little in the studio there. Kiara and I came back to the U.S. together because we finally were allowed to in the beginning of 2020. Uh, we went to a courthouse in Mount Holly, New Jersey and got married. We didn't tell anybody. And then we got back to Nashville. February 2020. Everything was awesome. We were so excited. And then everything hit. Tornado, um, March 2nd. And then two weeks after pandemic and we've just been in the house uh we pretty much handled it in a very extreme way uh kiara's got bad asthma so we're just like you know we're just gonna be we're just this is what we do now and um yeah i finished the record and i focused a lot of my creative energy on this thing really nice that i started a couple years ago which is you know it's like a creative outlet for me but i turned into a clothing line over the last year I find it really hard to imbue positivity into art and it still be cool. Like that's something that I've been campaigning for for years is like, that's what, you know, I want Launch Love's community to be is like, we can still be, you know, how can we make kindness cool? Right. And that's very difficult. Like, I'm sure you've, you've, you're, and you are one of those artists who I think has done that. And that's so rare. How fucked up are we that kindness and joy are uncool? Like how self-deprecating and whatever you'd even call that. Like 
whatever we've it's it's this country too that's afraid of happiness and afraid of kindness and is like so individualistic and self-destructive you don't really find it anywhere else because it's weird because i know it's like you know deep down all that's all anyone wants but we we front we like we 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 I don't know what it is. It's just, you know, we all get in our own way with that kind of shit. So it's just really funny what you're saying. Cause it's so true. Uh, how lame positivity is, but it's like, look at the world. Nobody likes the negativity when it saturates every angle of the universe. So like, what does anybody really want? So maybe after this, we've had real problems. People will actually be like, okay, I'm done with all that f- like fraudulent negativity bullshit. I'm ready for some like goodness in my life. So but it's right. just a detection thing. It's like our time goes off, our little antenna goes off, and we're like, this is not truly how this person operates. This is them trying to inspire something, and it's mm-hmm. pissing me off. And I'm much more drawn to people who are, quote-unquote, cool, i.e. negative, because at least they're like, life fucking sucks. I'm angry right now. Fuck you. You're, you're right. There is a lot of forced positivity is completely lame and, and just as toxic as anything else, because... I think, yeah, it's what you're saying. It's about the balance. It's like we are all, we all have all of it going on inside. So I think it's good to embrace both parts because you don't want to, you know, because I'm really cynical too. So a lot of like what I try to put out is what I feel like I need to see in the world as well to kind of pull me out of my, you know, and in this record and kind of the last couple of years, I'm really trying to embrace not just my cynicism. So it's like a, you know, it's like a work to pull yourself out of it. But, but yeah, I have to like balance myself too during this process because I'm like, well, don't forget about what you used to do because that is still very much a part of you. So, you know, I think, uh, especially with this record, it's, it's balance. You know, it's sound, the record sounds joyful, which is the, the transition I wanted to make consciously out of what I'm drawn to, but the, the lyrical content and I guess the message of it is not actually all that positive. Um, it's kind of, you know, destructive, like inner, inner looking stuff. So tell me of this non sequitur a little bit about like why you got, because you've obviously probably always been creative, but what brought what drew you to to music? To be honest with you, I don't know why I ended up in music. I mean, I had no natural abilities. It was just sort of like, a, yeah, I would like a guitar as a gift, you know. So I think I I got my first guitar for for Christmas one year, like this shitty thing. I didn't even know how to hold it, and yeah, I really don't know why. There wasn't a lot of intention behind it. But then you know, I took some lessons, and you know took like two or three in my whole life and learned some green day blink 182. And it's like, I don't need to do this. I can teach myself on the internet. And it all kind of made sense to me when I started my first bands in high school. Uh, I come from South Jersey where it's like the birthplace of emo pop punk hardcore. That's kind of like what I came up with that scene in high school. And so I was in a few like really terrible bands, like, synth screamo um post-rock kind of kind of stuff and then yeah i'm somebody that just like gets really into something and then just leaves it behind and goes somewhere completely different so my, my chapter two in college was like i got really into understanding like the history of american music so a lot of the music i was making was you know rooted in like traditional country and like blues jazz early rock and roll 
and then, yeah, I don't know. And then when I kind of went off on my own, I guess it was like a return to, I guess the, the, I was thinking a lot about like late seventies, punk, Patty Smith, Stooges, Richard Hell, you know, when I made heavy meta and then like sort of more new wave with the second record. And then with this one, which, you know, that's from day one till today. I mean, I'm just still making music. I, I still don't know, you know, if I'm qualified to do it. Um, but with this record, it's kind of, I wanted to sort of take the whole scope and like, let it all in, not just be like, Oh, you're like garage guy. And you have to keep making the same record over and over again. I was like, no, forget about that shit. Uh, so it was like, go back to my childhood, like nineties, hip hop, top 40 radio, the jazz stuff. I remember we play around the house. I mean, and how that kind of reflects to what, you know, the modern music that I'm into. And so that's, that's kind of like the whole, it's from the beginning till now, basically. Yeah. And so I guess in short, how did music find you is what I usually ask. And what was that first, do you remember that first moment, like as a kid where, whether it was like in your parents, you know, playing an LP or you were in a store that you were like, whoa. It's funny because I don't know if I ever had it. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it just wasn't such a part of the, of the household growing up. Um, I remember as a kid, I was really into Michael Jackson. Uh, I don't know why, and I don't know what songs, but like really little. And so maybe when I was really young, too young to even remember, maybe I had that moment and it like subconsciously stuck with me. And then later on, but yeah, I don't know. I just never had that. I mean, I've been like really moved by certain music and there's records and artists that I've listened to consistently for, you know, 15 years straight. Um, so I'm like aware of the impact it has on me, but I just, I can't trace it back to a, to a single moment. Um, uh, yeah. So when I, when I started my first bands though, I will say like that moment of, for some reason I assumed like singer songwriter leader of the band role. And I knew when I, so we started doing that and playing with other people and like played our first show that struck a chord. There was something about the creation, the the organization of the group. And then, and then the performance aspect where maybe that's when I had the moment, like, I kind of think I want to do this. God, I noticed that some themes around the thing that everyone doesn't like to talk to, but I love to talk about <laughs> because I feel like it's part of the most important part of life, which is death seems to come up a lot in your writing um fear you know fear around like everything that we all normally um go through is that a does that have anything to do with the spiritual practice you have or is that just been like always something since you were a kid that that you pondered and were concerned about i think i was really overly existential from way too young of an age uh just always putting everything in question and it resulted in a lot of overthought, probably thinking about things I shouldn't have been thinking about um, at times when I probably should have just been having fun and like being a kid. But uh, yeah, I mean, as I've gotten older, it's, yeah, it's the thing that nobody likes to look at, but my, actually certain spiritual practices and sort of that inward journey has actually helped rewire the whole perspective on death uh you know and a lot of that comes from just like trying to understand what what we really are 
you know, and then you kind of find out, well, yeah, it's like the body dies, but there's something eternal about, it, you know, all that shit. Uh, and so it makes it, it makes it less bleak, you know, that just this physical form and one day that's, and that's it. You know, I think, uh, you know, the constant questioning is feeling like there's something more going on here than just, just the material. Um, and so digging into that has helped like kind of process it. And I'm, I feel less afraid of it and less, um, I feel generally just less heavy as I've started to look at those parts of myself and explore things further. Um, but I, I, yeah, it does come up a lot in pretty much everything that I do and a lot on this record, probably unintentionally, but in this context, it is, I guess it's more of a reminder to not waste time. Uh, you know, it's like with please don't die, which is like the most direct relation. It's like, you know, the, the relationship between love and death, which is a whole new level that I, of death that I've had to look at meeting Kiata. Cause it's like when you find somebody and you love them and they're your person and it's like this beautiful thing, how great of a thing that is. You're also greeted with this, like, oh yeah, but you have to, you have to lose them one day. It has to end someday. And so it's like, you can't have it all. Um, and so that was kind of, that's where that song came from. And, you know, a couple of times where it's mentioned on the record, it's sort of, I guess for me, a reminder to just stop wasting time on bullshit. You know, it's good to remember that it ends. That's another part of Launch Left is just like trying to create a space, an intentional space so artists can talk about the things that do matter and have it not be hinged on like, did you get a number one single and are you famous and, you know, and and solidarity, right? Like, who's this, you know, I want to, this person no one knows about, let's talk about them or let's find. So it's like, how do we do that more just in life? This is such a small version of that but it's my own personal way to be able to do it because i didn't really know how else to like start the conversation except to have it with other people right no it's great i mean that's uh to me that's everything i feel like your your goal is exactly what mine is uh and just trying to yeah try to just get to the point like cut through all of that stuff and sort of get to the 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 you know the common thread because it's there. It's really, really buried uh, in all of this shit that we're talking about because that's the way that all of this is structured. Um, you know, you're not good enough, so you got to become this. And then everybody else has to become this. So then it becomes competitive. And then, you know, and all of that is, is really just a distraction from the reality, uh, which is, I guess nobody wants to look at the reality because if you look at the reality, then it's like going back to the death thing and, and the quote unquote meaninglessness of everything. I mean, that's technically true, but it's not a bad thing. It's kind of a beautiful thing because when you kind of look at things like that, at least I try to remind myself when you get like on your head about, oh, I have to do my shit and my thing and I have to get where I'm going. And I get, you know, uh, it's so important. The quicker you can remember that it's not important and really no one is, but also via that everyone is equally it's just humbling and then it's just you can go about your day like less like clinging so hard to what you think and those are the coolest people because they're just open they're like yeah i'm fucked up sometimes shit's good that's how that is 
you know, that's, that's it. That's being in tune with reality, uh, not chasing something to, that's going to pull you further away from it. And that's something, everything that you just said is, has been really magnified um, being with someone from Italy in particular. Uh, you know, I've got to spend a lot of time over there. The priorities, the way that people live, uh, the sense of food and family and work and the way, the lifestyle, uh, the love, the passion, the humanity over there is everything. And then you come here, which I've been able to witness, you know, her relocating herself from there to here. She has like, she has never had anxiety before. She's having like regular panic attacks and is really struggling just because it's just in the, you know, it's just in the air and it's in everyone and it's the way that everything is. In addition to her whole process just to physically be here legally. But um, yeah, being able to, to see firsthand like a person from another culture really shines light even heavier on how I was kind of already feeling about how it is here. It's not conducive to being human really. And I'm just glad that I get got to experience something different. Um, Cause the people that love, that love this country and the way this country is are probably never left before. Uh, Cause that's the whole other thing too. You know, American patriotism, like agoraphobia, everything outside is terrible. We're the best. We're the best. We're the best. Pretty much everywhere else I've been is better than here. Um, and everyone else, everywhere else is happier and more down to earth. It's just funny. I don't know. It's just all bullshit. Uh, yeah. And I guess that's part of the, part of the design. It goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning is like, you know, transmuting that kind of compassion and that broken heartedness into the culture. You know, have you found that the less attached you've been, the more success you've had? Like even, even in a, you know, public arena, yes, but you know, personal, but yes, even in public, like, have you found that when you let go more goodness seems to happen? I'm One million percent. That, that's it. That, that is it. It is all about letting go. And that's why I think it's so funny because it's so obvious because when you obsess and you're trying to control everything look at the effect that it has on us. And that's the most clear sign to me of what you should not be doing. So it's like, it's funny that we always have to like get back there. We fall back and then we get all like obsessed and ah, then you have to hit a wall to eventually be reminded, just let it go. It's fine. It's being taken care of. Uh, but yeah, I mean, every time I've not cared about something, I've felt great and it always goes better. And then every time I've tried to control, whether it's, you know, I, I'll speak to, to just making records and putting them out. Um, you know, the effortlessness and like my mindset and how I genuinely did not give a shit surrounding my first record. That record went really, really well to my surprise because uh, I had no expectation and I had no reins trying to steer it. Um, there were things that happened where I was like, I would never have even tried for that. Uh, there was just an effortlessness that just sort of attracted things, I guess. And that's a state I'm always trying to return to because I feel like it's natural. But I found myself slipping up and it just shows. I don't know. Like 
people people sense it i guess um yeah it's just i want to get to a place where i just don't care in a good way um and i feel like i'm closest to that with this record because it was i i really had to let go to get to a point to to make this one because it 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 required me to basically destroy like break down everything that I had built and start from scratch. And that was actually really terrifying um, because there's part of you that's like, well, it'd be much smarter to continue on this, this grind and this path that you're on, uh, you know, cause it's comfortable and it's safe and you're like, okay, just like make another record, keep up with, keep up with the momentum, chase the momentum, chase the momentum. But uh, I, I'm not capable of it. And yeah i had to just get back to that place like i don't give a fuck i'm just gonna start making music and that's why this record is what it is so eclectic it's not like the other ones because i'm just like i'm just gonna make music for myself i don't really care uh how true that's been the process of when it begins to be slid into the music industry realm i've had my moments but yeah and it's funny because i actually we had a really big conversation about this exact thing yesterday um about reminding kiata kind of like pointing it out to me and reminding me like get back to that mindset, like stay there, let it go. So. Yeah. You know, what's I find interesting too, though, is um, when you've had those, like I'll call them epiphanous moments, right? Where you like, Oh, frack, this is what's real. And this is what's important. And, um, and then uh, you go down the road of life and maybe you get tripped up a bit. And then you like fantasize about getting back to those epiphanous moments and just, it's great to have the awareness that you had it, but when you get stuck on, I used to have it and I want to get back there. That's like falling. That's falling even more out of practice from just be right. And that's, that's what I get tripped up in is like, I'll, I'll remember that I was there once. And I was like, just things were just happening and I was in a joyful place and I was, you know, cared about like every other person and not myself. And I was just like in the flow of the, and so when I like replay that kind of thing in my mind, then it's still, it's like I'm self-referencing in the moment about when I was a better person and now I'm not. So then you like go down a dark, you know what I mean? You'll get yourself uh, depressed that you're not there and then you can't get there even more. <laughs> I cannot relate to anything more. Um, yeah. And, and that was, that was a really big part of sort of the inward journey that I started some years back and kind of why I had to get away from it because it was that exact thing. It's you have like really cool experiences, feelings where you're like, yeah, man, it's just all like moments of clarity. Uh, you know, whether you're meditating a lot or you go on a retreat, and you come down off of the mountain and you're just like in this high and you're in this state. And then, yeah, eventually it kind of weathers away and then you're, you're chasing the feeling, but and, yeah. And I guess that's the thing is, is, uh, all experience is temporary, both good and bad. Um, and so you can't, we just can't get attached to any of them, which is like, what well, the thing that I think we keep going back to in this conversation is just like, it's letting go and it's balancing all of it and embracing the good and the bad. Because, uh, you know, who wants to feel good all the time? It, we get bored of that. 
We do. We do already. Because when you feel good, you're like, oh, when's this going to end? I know that I do. Sometimes you get really happy and you're like, it's a beautiful moment. And then 10 seconds later, you're just thinking about when's something going to go wrong? What's, what's happening here? This doesn't feel right. Yeah. I think ultimately too, it's like we want in awareness, there's a seeing through both as not uh, like there's, you know, there's like a dissolution of the duality of, you know, right now. Yes. Because we're in it, we need the balance because without the balance, we'll go too far in one direction. But ultimately, if we just keep waking up in every moment, even when we're like, I used to be shut up, you know, hopefully be a cause of like inspiration in, in, in every moment to not go down these roads because everyone's going down these roads. And, and that's why I feel like it, it, it requires, in, in a bigger sense, it requires a full culture shift. That's what is happening. And I'm really happy to be alive right now. There's so much that's scary, but wow, we're like at a time that you can feel things changing. I mean, obviously it could go, it could go different ways, but I'm, I'm an optimist. So I'm always going to err on the side of we're, 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 we're graduating somehow. Right. We're, we're yeah, I am as well. I'm an optimist as well. And, and I think, yeah, there, there's been a lot of people that have said, um, you know, Terrence McKenna, he came to mind because of something you said, um, but he had sort of a theory that that um, humanity is just going to get more and more complex and then it's going to become faster and faster and faster and then exponentially get more complex quicker, like kind of what we're doing. Uh, and then it's going to hit sort of like a transcendental moment where there's going to be a, a shift. And it absolutely feels like that's one example. I'm sure a lot of people have alluded to that. Um, you know, it's about a lot of Eastern religions allude to that with a different you know, eras, but, uh, yeah, it feels like we are definitely like spiraling pretty fast towards, towards a shift that is really necessary because we're kind of at a place, uh, globally where we're realizing like the way that things have been for a very long time does not work. The way that we have thought and has become normal for a really long time it does not work. And it's actually getting to a point where we're going to have to make decisions to, to, to change. And so you're right. I mean, it makes me really hopeful too, to see, to see that, um, you know, and that's, and that's just part of it. It's like shit just has to sometimes get really bad to wake us up. I know that that's what my whole sort of life arc has been. It's been like crumble, realize, and then things get better and then back down and then, better you know it's, it's that's what it is i mean if we've seen clearly from the last year no not none of us are any of the things that we thought that we were because look how quickly it all went away overnight so everything that we killed ourselves for and we identified with that was it everybody just became a human being in their space where they live with no identity no platforms really i mean besides the one that we all share and the one we're on now but yeah that's it's honestly, I think it's perfect. It, as fucked up and difficult as it's been, you know, when you zoom out, and I'm sure that you do, it's you, you, the bigger picture. It's it's sort of a perfect plan. I mean, without, because I remember how I was and most of the people I knew were before this past year started. Everyone was anxious, exhausted, burned out, grinding for nothing, pissed off. And then everything changed and the floor was ripped out. And then it's like, 
okay. And then, you know, don't have to worry about it anymore because it's, it's just all put on pause. It slowed everybody down enough to actually be able to address some real shit um, socially, politically, racially, culturally. You know, it's, it's like a perfect, it's a perfect storm. And, you know, if you want to look at it this way, it's all that's happened is kind of the universe's way of trying to get us to get there quicker. And that's how I like to, that's the optimist in me trying to look at this stuff. And sadly, people have to suffer. People have to lose their lives. Um, Things have to crumble for the greater sense of humanity to get there. And that's awful. But I guess that's, that's the cycle of it all. And it's just kind of what we require to get there. We have to get pushed. Well, I think your record is a perfect example of why. To me, I feel like it's just really speaks to this time, but it's it um, also has so much history imbued in it. It's playful. It's it's every kind of thing we were talking about this uh, in song to me. And so, in short, I would like to thank you for making this record and being on the show and talking so deeply about the more complex things going on in your mind. Um, but your record to me is such a beautiful musical conversation about oh. all of this, you know, put to song and, and that's, that's not easy to do. So like, I'm really impressed and grateful that you came on to talk to me about it. Uh, no, thank you. I mean, this, I live for this conversation that we had today. I can't thank you enough. I mean, especially after this year and not being able to have a lot of these, I mean, it means a lot and, and your perspective on it, it's a, this is the kind of thing that reminds me kind of why I guess I do it and actually put it out into the world because to hear that you're able to take something like that from it, like, yeah, this is, this is all that really matters. So when it's like you, there will be a day where I'm like concerned about some outcomes that don't matter. You know, I'll just remind myself, no, remember the conversation that you had and the impact that it had and how, how somebody thought that's, that's what matters. Or like the kids that wrote you an email saying, they were going to kill themselves and didn't because of a song they heard. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. So I thank you so much for this. This is, this is we got to all let go. We got to accept. We've got to all let go. That's it. All the stuff we talked about. That just points in that direction, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're going to play Hide Myself Behind You. You know, it's probably, it's one of the happiest sounding songs on the record, but it's also a very dark, cynical comment on. I guess the idea of love and relationships in 2021, falling in love with ideas of people and what people really do and why things fall apart. A lot of it's like more what what you think the idea you have about somebody or how they make you feel rather as opposed to the actual person as they are, seeing things for what they really are. Enjoy the tune out there.
觉。Create an intentional space that highlights and empowers all artists for whom radical creativity is not a choice but a necessity. Launch Left begins with music, but its ultimate aim is to launch left-of-center artists in all creative fields. 